You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. On today's show, six SEC teams punch their tickets to Super Regionals this weekend. We'll run through what the schedule looks like getting underway on Friday. Also, a Nick Saban extension, why it's great news for Alabama fans, but not such great news for fans of the other SEC teams out there. And we're going to catch up with former Auburn Tiger and NFL great Takeo Spikes as he has a new NFL podcast out there called Behind the Mask. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out three days a week here for you Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Once we get closer to college football season, we'll be back up every single day. All right, 16 teams have punched their ticket to the Super Regionals, six of them from the SEC, and it will get underway on Friday at 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern. Vanderbilt will get things started off hosting ECU. That will air on ESPN2 from Nashville on Friday evening, 5 p.m. Central. It will be NC State in Fayetteville taking on Arkansas. That will air on ESPN2. And then later Friday night at 8 p.m. Central, Ole Miss will be out in Tucson taking on Arizona on ESPNU. Then on Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern, again, we get Vandy in Game 2 versus ECU. That will air on ESPN2. Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. Central, Mississippi State will start their series against Notre Dame in Starkville. That'll be on big ESPN at 2 o'clock Central on Saturday, Arkansas will play Game 2 against NC State on ESPN2. And then Saturday night, the one I'm looking forward to a lot, LSU in Knoxville starting their series against Tennessee on ESPN2. And then later that night, 9 p.m., Ole Miss uh, and Arizona will play Game 2 of their series on ESPN2. But really cool that of the 16 teams, you get six SEC schools in there. Just shows how dominant the, the conference has been all year long and going to be really excited to watch a lot of fun SEC baseball this weekend. On Friday's podcast, we'll delve a little bit deeper into what to watch for this weekend with some of those series. But I do need to start off. I'd be remiss if we did not get into the news that came out on Monday. Bad news for the rest of the SEC as Nick Saban is now signed through the 2028 college football season. Alabama announced it has agreed to give Nick Saban a contract extension following the program's latest national championship victory. Saban was previously signed through 2025. They tack on three more years. Nick Saban said in a statement, Terry and I are pleased and happy to sign another contract extension that will keep us in Tuscaloosa through the end of our careers. Our family calls Tuscaloosa in the state of Alabama home. It's a place where our roots now run deep. This agreement gives us a chance to impact the lives of the young men and families who choose to play football in Alabama, but also it gives us a chance to make the other 13 teams in the SEC their lives a living hell. He didn't say that, but it was implied. Saban has been in Alabama for 14 seasons, racking up an incredible record of 170 and 23. The man has lost 23 games in 14 years. He has won seven national championships, including winning six with the Crimson Tide. He has also led Alabama to seven SEC championships during his time in Tuscaloosa. If you are a fan of one of the other 13 teams in the SEC, you send a simple message to Nick Saban 
And it's just this. Please retire. Please. Put us all out of our misery and just end this as soon as possible. You've done enough, Nick. You've got enough skins on the wall. You're really not chasing anyone else. I think in a lot of people's eyes, they've nudged you ahead of Bear Bryant. You have nothing else left to achieve. And yet he continues chasing. Paul Feinbaum this week was on ESPN and asked how many more national titles he expects Nick Saban to win for the rest of his career. Paul Feinbaum said, I'm going to go with three. He said, I know that will upset Alabama fans who don't think they'll ever lose again. But think about this for a second. Nick Saban's greatest weakness was his age a couple years ago when he turned 70, which he'll do in October. Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher, Ed Ogeron, everyone was going to use that against him. So on Halloween, when Nick Saban turns 70, he's going to look young all of a sudden because he's going to coach till 77 or 78 or maybe 80. He's taken that off the table by signing this extension. But Feinbaum was then asked if he believed Saban will remain at Alabama throughout the entirety of his contract extension, which will end at the end of 2028. And Feinbaum said, I think he has set the end date now. He said he's going to step down at some point at the end of this contract, so I think he will ride it out. We saw last week Coach Mike Krzyzewski announce his retirement at Duke, and I think Nick Saban believes today he will be there at the end of this contract in 2028. Again, I think I speak for all other SEC teams and fans when I say, Nick, please consider leaving sooner than that. (laughs) Please consider hanging it up. It is just... The thing that hovers over this conference, we talk about the chances of Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss and Jimbo Fisher at A&M and Mike Leach at Mississippi State and Kirby Smart at Georgia and Dan Mullen at Florida. All these coaches look around and say, that's the one biggest thing standing in our way is Nick Saban at Alabama. Coach O was able to finally bust through in 2019. It took the greatest season in college football history of a quarterback in Joe Burrow winning the Heisman. That's what it took for LSU to break through and get back to glory. But all these other schools, LSU would have had a title in 2012. Kirby Smart and Georgia would have had a title if not for Nick Saban. He's the one guy and the one force holding back all the other schools in the SEC from being great. Sure, Auburn was able to break through once or twice. But it's just, it's the consistency of Alabama getting there. And the rest of the SEC is saying, you know what? We're about done with this. I joke every year at the SEC meetings and SEC media days. I always say the head coaches should all get together, the other 13, and and put their heads together and say, can we all just come together collectively and figure out somebody step up and beat Saban every year? Somebody? But the man just goes on and does greatness. So congrats, Nick. But again, speaking for the other 13 schools, please consider retirement. A message from Locked on SEC. All right, uh, before we wrap up this segment, uh, Florida State did beat uh, Alabama softball on Monday night, 8-5, to to advance to the uh, Women's College World Series. Uh, 10th-seeded Seminoles taking on the top-seeded Oklahoma Sooners. But a a quick shout-out to Alabama. I know we talked about Georgia softball uh, losing and getting eliminated, but Alabama getting that close, knocking on the door. Their SEC co-pitcher of the year, Montana Fouts, who threw a perfect game against UCLA last Friday. She just got into trouble. Um, 
on her 21st birthday or you know right after turning her 21 years old and allowed seven runs in less than three innings pitched but uh, Alabama did try to get close they got it to eight to five with three runs in the fifth inning SEC player of the year Bailey Hemphill hit a two-run homer but the Seminoles held on and uh, Montana Fouts like we said those seven runs allowed were the most of her three-year career and uh, although she struck out five, she walked three batters throwing 72 pitches. Head coach Patrick Murphy's 23rd season as head coach ended with a 52-9 and record, crumbling one win shy of what would have been his third appearance in the Women's College World Series Finals. So anyway, just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide coming that close in softball. So we will not have an SEC team winning the softball title this year. Sad. All right, when we return, we are going to catch up with Takeo Spikes, the great one. And we'll talk about his new podcast he has coming out. Also get his thoughts on uh, potentially packed stadiums in the fall again across the SEC. That's next. Need to remind you guys about rockauto.com. It is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. When you go to rockauto.com right now, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers They've got everything you need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whatever you need, you can get in just a few easy clicks. The rockauto.com catalog, very easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your car, and choose from the brands, the specifications, most importantly, the prices that you prefer, and all the prices are low and same for pros or do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you're right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It is rockauto.com. Go hit them today before you hit the road for your summer road trips. Lucy Nicotine. We've told you guys about them a couple times already, but they are a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. It's been researched and developed for three years, and it's to be made for people, not patients. Here's what they got. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. They also have a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. It is 2021. It's time to get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's very simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked on College Network listeners also, if you go to lucy.co and use our promo code Locked On College. You'll get 20% off all products on your first order, including the gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co. Use the promo code Locked On College at the checkout. And I have to give you this disclaimer warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co. And be sure to use that promo code Locked On College. here locked on sec man a pleasure to be joined now for a few minutes by the one and only a georgia native an auburn legend a two-time pro bowler a first team all pro over 1400 career tackles 29 sacks 15 forced fumbles 19 interceptions one of the baddest dudes to ever do it the great takio spikes joins us now takio what's up man 
Chris, what's happening? I like that intro, bruh. Appreciate it, man. Before I jump into uh, everything, I want to plug. You have a new podcast out there called Behind the Mask, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I know the latest episode, you caught up with Darius Leonard from the Indianapolis Colts. They play in the AFC South. That is having a lot of drama this offseason with Tim Tebow joining former Florida coach Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville. You got Deshaun Watson with a bunch of off-the-field issues in Houston. You got former Alabama running back Derrick Henry now teaming up with his former uh, Bama receiver, Julio Jones. What do you make of all that? Uh, it's, it's, it's the AFC South, to be completely honest with you, this might be the closest thing that we will see to um, Sunday soap operas when we look at the <laughs> AFC South. Like you said, when you look at Deshaun Watson, we don't, we're not sure if he's going to be able to play. You look at the entire new coaching staff with Cully being the head coach. Uh, you move over to Jacksonville, another new coaching staff there, new GM there, also with the signing of Tim Tebow. What exactly does that mean or what it doesn't mean? And then now you look at the Tennessee Titans, who you would love to put as the front runners in that division, but they completely wiped out the entire back end of their secondary. So you really don't know what you're going to get defensively even though they've been very productive on the offensive side. so um, and, and it was cool because I, I asked Darius that, and I wanted to get his take on it. Like, okay, now that the signing has happened with Tim Tebow, what are your thoughts? And he quickly shot it down. He was like, look, I, I think it was he thought it was disrespectful. He thought it was disrespectful to the guys who have been working so hard to earn a shot. And I totally get him on that, you know, and I felt him. But I also came back and told him that, you know, when I look at this situation, I don't see anything wrong with it. The reason why you look at the history between Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow, of course he's going to look out for his guy. It's the good old boy network. And, 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 and do we all hate it, meaning people of color? Because we know other people of color are, that have the credibility that are waiting in line to be able to get a shot at these positions. Yeah, but bottom line is this. I think what it does, and I would say my call to action, if you're a person of color or minority and you came up through the ranks so you already know how hard it was to get these jobs, now look back internally and say, who else can I bring up? The same way Urban Meyer is bringing Tim Tebow back, who has not played a game in seven years, and when he did, like it was a preseason game. So this, these are some of the things that – I think that can be that can gel together to be able to galvanize a group of guys. Like, of course, we do see the deficiencies, but it puts more of a premium on guys who get these positions to be able to look and see what guys are qualified, who's credible, and how can I give them an opportunity to excel, even though they have not had that opportunity to do that. Takiyo, when we look at college, the pros, it seems harder and harder to be that tough-nosed defensive player these days. The refs are throwing flags, you're getting called for targeting, personal fouls. Does it seem like a different brand of football these days compared to the one that you played in? No, I, 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 this is one of the things that I've been following closely over the last three years. And I hate the rule changes the same way that you hate them because um, it's not what we're accustomed to, um, to put it into – I would say layman's terms is imagine you've been speaking only one language your entire life. And when you walk into a locker room, now they're saying, 
okay, guys, I know we've been speaking English, but now we have to transition into Spanish. And, oh, by the way, you will adjust. That's what I see in the National Football League, and it's all for player safety. You know, and, 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 and I understand it. I get it. We're not used to it because we played in an era to where I am trying to decapitate you when you come across the middle. I am trying to make sure you don't get up. And um, it's so much now about player safety, understanding that you and I are in the positions to where we can hold a microphone and talk about it, but we're also – or the game is changing to where – we're looking at the young 20-year-olds out there playing, and when they get to our age now in the 30s, the 40s, it's all about quality of life. And as much as I hated the rules of the game that are changing, I understand it, and I, um, I'm an advocate for it, simply because as much as we think we played the game for a long time, life is so much longer after the game is over. And you want to make sure – that you have a sustainable quality of life and make sure that you're able to provide for your family. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Takio, quick thought on uh, college football real quick while we have you. The, um, you know, obviously last season we were grateful to get through a season, uh, but you're a proud Auburn alum. You're from, from the state of Georgia. What's it going to be like to have uh, you know, packed stadiums again this fall across the SEC with uh, some, uh, some passionate fans and tailgating and all that coming back? Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be great. I, to be honest with you, I cannot wait until that first tail, tailgate for the week. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure a lot of people, listen, they're going to try to drink all of them. <laughs> they're they not even making this out of the stadium. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. I had the opportunity to support my Atlanta Hawks and walk inside of the arena. It was only 15,000 people, but you can tell the players really appreciate it. And so when we look at this same transition coming up on college football season as well as the NFL is going to be the same thing. I, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm going to partake as much as I can whenever I can. And I really look forward to it. Well, just don't throw water bottles at the players. Okay. Oh, nah, bro. Nah, <laughs> nah. I, 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 I might be part of that security in, in the stands or in the suite. If you think about doing something, I'm hey, going to tear your ass up. Hey, I, I, I want to advocate for that. If you're a fan thinking of throwing something at a player, you turn around and see Takeo Spikes giving you the death stare, I, th- I think that might send the message. Put them on the field for two plays and just let them get abused. <laughs> Well, Takeo, this has been a blast, man. I can't thank you enough for jumping on with us. Uh, really appreciate it, man. Man, no doubt, man. I appreciate you guys highlighting Behind the Mask podcast. You can find it on any platform. And the, the cool part, we got the visual aid on YouTube. So check it out. And then the cool thing is we have guys come on during the season, give you the take from the previous game or even the game that's coming up. So it's cool, man. We just Behind the Mask was made because I felt like a platform was needed for us to be able to share our stories as if we're talking to each other and nobody else is listening. Takio, thanks again, man. We'll have to do this again when the uh, season gets closer. Let's do it. All right, there he is. Takio Spikes, former Auburn Tiger, former NFL great with the Behind the Mask podcast. When we return here on Locked on SEC, we will go around the conference. That's next. Quick minute here for Built Bar, still the best-tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Did you know 
Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, including some limited time ones that come and go. But when you talk to somebody who is a Built Bar fan, they're passionate about what their favorite one is. If you don't know the flavors, got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something for everyone. I tell you guys all the time, the mint brownie is my favorite. But if you haven't tried all the flavors, I recommend go get a mixed box at BuiltBar.com. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. That's the best way to go. But not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they are healthy. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein in there, only 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Order today. You can get that mint brownie, the raspberry, whatever you like. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your first order when you use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Go check them out today, and make sure you look good in a bathing suit. And you can tell everybody, I did so by eating a Built Bar instead of gross potato chips. BuiltBar.com. All right, rocking and rolling here on Locked On SEC. We got a lot of stuff we got to get into uh, football news, some basketball news, a ton of stuff. So let's uh, waste no time. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. All right, college football fans that support the current four team format of the playoff system are not going to like this latest report. In the coming weeks, the powers that be in college football are set to decide whether to expand the playoff or not. And according to Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports, the favored outcome as of now going into these meetings is a 12-team postseason format. While allowing more teams into the playoff is something a lot of fans want, it's important to consider what this will do for the sport's regular season. And in my opinion, it cheapens it. Suddenly, the Iron Bowl isn't as exciting, doesn't have the great luster. Suddenly, Georgia-Auburn isn't as sexy. Suddenly, LSU-Florida doesn't really mean a whole lot. If the playoff field was set at 12, Florida likely would have made it to the playoff last season after losing to LSU and Alabama to close out the regular season. Georgia may have even made it after losing to Alabama and Florida. It just makes you wonder, like, what what did we even play the regular season for? It becomes a little bit more like the NFL. When you and especially with the NFL now going from 16 to 17 games, you lose a game, ah, so be it. Ah, so what? Ah, we lost to the Falcons. We'll play them again in a couple weeks. It just loses the luster of a college football season. If you're gonna expand from four, go to eight. Twelve, in my opinion, is too many. It opens the door for teams like Coastal Carolina or BYU last year. They both probably would have gotten in and would have gotten steamrolled by the likes of Alabama and others. It just, I'm not a fan of it, but it sounds like that's the direction they're going to go. Only positive, I would say, is maybe if you get a team like a South Carolina that breaks through, has a really great year, they beat Florida, but they still lose to Georgia and they don't get to Atlanta, a South Carolina could get into a playoff still. Last year, Texas A&M would have been in a 12-team playoff having not won the SEC, having not even won the SEC West, having not played for the conference title, they could have gotten in as an at-large team. So we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. I'm just not the biggest fan of it. 
Sticking with uh, some college football, Alabama and Oklahoma State, they have agreed to a home-and-home series for the 2028 and 2029 college football seasons. Alabama will travel to Stillwater, Oklahoma in 2028, and Oklahoma State will make a return return trip to Tuscaloosa in September of 2029. Alabama AD Greg Burns said, We look forward to visiting Stillwater and welcoming the Cowboys to Tuscaloosa the following year. The two programs have met just once in the field. Oklahoma State won in the 2006 Independence Bowl against Alabama. In recruiting news, Georgia got off to a little bit of a rough start as the program's highest-rated 2022 commit just announced he has reopened his commitment. Four-star Texas, uh, five-star defensive end, Bear Alexander. He is no longer committed to the Bulldogs. He announced his decision on Monday following a visit to Texas A&M. He's 6'3", 325 pounds, currently rated as the number 26 overall prospect in the country, the number 7 defensive lineman, and the number 7 overall prospect from the state of Texas, according to 24-7 Sports. And a lot of people think he will end up at Texas A&M. So, big loss there for Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. Over in Knoxville, Tim Priest has called his last Tennessee football game for the Vol Network. Yesterday, uh, Tennessee announced Priest has made the decision to retire after 22 years of calling volunteer football games during his time working as a color analyst for the network. He called 274 Tennessee football games. He said, for the last 22 years, I've had the privilege and honor of being a part of the team bringing the radio broadcast of Tennessee football to the Vol Nation. Had the privilege of working alongside one of the SEC's best play-by-play broadcasters, Bob Kessling, and the folks at the Vol Network. Prior to his uh, role as color analyst, Priest was a defensive back for the Vols from 1968 to 1970. With Priest leaving the booth, Tennessee has already named former Vol and NFL quarterback Pat Ryan as the network's new color analyst. Mississippi State Bulldogs, they've been hot on the recruiting trail lately, and that momentum carried into Monday evening. They landed a commitment from three-star offensive lineman Lucas Taylor, who had previously been committed to LSU. He's 6'5", 310 pounds out of Mobile, Alabama. He's a three-star, been committed to LSU since last August, announced his uh, commitment to Mississippi State on Monday evening. He is the uh, rated as the number 13 interior offensive lineman in the class of 2022. Pro Football Focus, they put together a list of 25 breakout college football candidates for 2021. They got nine SEC players making the cut. Among the names they list, Adam Anderson, Georgia edge rusher, as number three overall. Darnell Washington, the tight end from Georgia, at number five. Kayshawn Boutte, LSU wide receivers in there. Devin A. Shane, running back at Texas A&M. Jaleel Billingsley, Alabama tight end. Emory Jones, Florida quarterback. Georgia wide receiver, Arian Smith. Auburn edge rusher, Derek Hall. And Florida guard, Ethan White. Again, no... uh, no exact science there, but just uh, some names that pro football folks expecting big things out of in the SEC this season. And some SEC hoops news real quick. Ole Miss signee Deshaun Ruffin. He's a top 50 player in the 2021 class. He's a top-rated player in the Rebels recruiting class. He's an in-state player from Mississippi. He was an absolute star in high school. And yesterday, it was revealed he was named the Gatorade State Player of the Year for Mississippi. So, uh, big get for Ole Miss. Not long after Arkansas's run in the NCAA tournament, guard Desi Sills announced he would be leaving Arkansas, and he announced he was going to go play for Bruce Pearl at Auburn, but now another twist in the road. 
as he announced he'll be staying in Arkansas and be playing at Arkansas State. So you have to wonder what led to that decision. Some good news for the Razorbacks, though. They did land another basketball uh, transfer in Wichita State for Trey Wade. He announced he's going to come play for Eric Musselman. He comes there after two seasons at Wichita State, started his career at UTEP, uh, did start 48 of his 53 appearances for Wichita. There you go. That is around the conference. That is uh, just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. A reminder, we'll be back on Friday with a full uh, preview of all the Super Regional action happening this weekend. I'm so excited. There's going to be some good, good baseball happening this weekend. And really cool to have six different SEC teams, all with a chance to go to Omaha. Although the only ones that, I guess, can't, LSU and Tennessee. The good news is, there's definitely going to be an SEC team there. The bad news is, an SEC team definitely has to lose between LSU and Tennessee. But going to be some fun series. We'll break it down for you all on Friday going into the weekend. And we'll talk to you guys then. Have a great rest of the week. Talk to you on Friday. Quick reminder to check out the Locked On Today podcast with Peter Bukowski. He updates you on the latest in the sporting news world with some of our analysts across the Locked On Podcast Network. Find it wherever you find your podcasts.